Welcome to Footnote, a show about overlooked history. I'm Emily Gaddick. I know you're all waiting with bated breath for our next full episode. And don't worry, it's coming. In the meantime, here's a little something to whet your appetite. Let's get started. All politicians crave political capital, the clout that gives them the power to get things done. You can accrue that capital in various ways, some more noble than others. Serving in the military, sitting on an important committee, trading votes, kissing babies. But history shows it also helps to have a dog. Remember the weeks of nonstop coverage that followed this important policy announcement? Sasha and Malia, I love you both more than you can imagine. And you have earned the new puppy that's coming with us to the White House. Bo may be famous, but he's a lightweight compared to some other political dogs in U.S. history. At least one probably saved his master's career. Richard Nixon famously name-checked his dog Checkers in a 1952 televised speech addressing allegations that he'd accepted improper gifts from backers. A man down in Texas heard Pat in the radio mention the fact that our two youngsters would like to have a dog. And believe it or not, the day before we left on this campaign trip, we got a message from the Union Station in Baltimore saying they had a package for us. We went down to get it. You know what it was? It was a little cocker spaniel dog in a crate that he'd sent all the way from Texas. Black and white, spotted. And our little girl, Tricia, the six-year-old, named it Checker. And you know, the kids, like all kids, love the dog. And I just want to say this right now, that regardless of what they say about it, we're going to keep it. The checker speech won Nixon broad public support. And the Republican Party decided to keep him on the ticket as Eisenhower's VP. But that's nothing compared to George Washington's dog. It could be argued that she made his career. Washington was a famous dog lover. He kept a pack of specially bred hounds for fox hunting, with names like Drunkard, Taster, Tippler, Tipsy, and Vulcan. He also had a coach dog named Madame Moose. When he came to Philadelphia in 1774 as a delegate to the First Continental Congress, he seems to have left most of his dogs in the country, knowing he wouldn't have much time to hunt. But he brought at least one dog, a spotted hound named Sweet Lips, Yes, you heard me right. Our founding father had a dog named Sweet Lips, with him for company. According to Stanley Corin, the author of The Paw Prince of History, Dogs in the Course of Human Events, Sweet Lips was a striking dog, just as the 6'2 Patrician Washington was a striking man. The pair caught the eye of Elizabeth Willing Powell, the wife of the mayor of Philadelphia and one of the most influential hostesses in colonial America. She struck up a conversation with Washington about his dog, and impressed, she later introduced him to her husband. Washington soon became a regular at the Powell's salons, which included fellow founding fathers John Adams and Benjamin Franklin, among others. The Powells also urged Washington to join the Gloucester Hunting Club, an exclusive fox hunting organization whose members were just the sort of old boys network Washington needed to back him as he angled for a leadership role in the Continental Army. 
Without the contacts he made through the Powells, it's possible Washington wouldn't have been appointed commander-in-chief. And if he hadn't been commander-in-chief, it's reasonable to assume he may not have been elected as our first president. I'm not sure I buy that Sweet Lips catapulted Washington into the presidency. He was a well-established, savvy man with significant military experience by the time he came to Philadelphia, just the sort of person Congress was looking for to lead a fledgling volunteer army. And as a member of the Continental Congress, it's almost certain he would have crossed paths with the influential Powells at some point, with or without sweet lips by his side. Still, the next time someone brings up George Washington's wooden teeth, you can ask if they know the story of his sweet lips. Thanks for listening. If you liked the short you heard today, you can find more Footnote online at footnotepodcast.com and on soundcloud.com slash footnotepodcast or on iTunes under podcasts. Until next time. I'm looking around all over, dear over, come over. I got him up in Dover, 100 miles away. Wait till he comes, I'll chain him. I'll train him, I'll brain him. What do you mean you lost your dog? Again, I hear them say. Has anybody here seen Rover?